Welcome to season two of the Bigger Than You podcast, your go-to weekly podcast that blends energetics and mindset to help you do whatever it takes to bring your vision to life whilst having fun on the way. I'm Jenna Holloway, your host and multi-award winning intuitive hypnotherapist and mindset coach. My purpose is to help mission-led business owners and visionaries who want to inspire change by leading the way in a space that otherwise may feel unnerving and too difficult. This is Bigger Than You. coming back and joining me I'm really excited to have my mastermind buddy and friend on the podcast today Georgia is a business coach and team specialist who helps entrepreneurs scale their teams skyrocket their income and reclaim their weekends with over 20 years in big corporate and small startups Georgia has so much knowledge about hiring and onboarding successful teams welcome Georgia oh thanks for having me it's lovely to be here I'm really, really excited to have this conversation today because I see it a lot in the work that I do as business owners are amazing at what they do, but they feel like they need to do it all because they have this fear of handing over control. So it's really, really cool to have you on today to talk about the benefits of actually having a team and what that can bring. I'm like the biggest advocate for for having team members. They support me massively. My two VAs, like I'm very flowy, like you know me, I'm sure the <laughs> listeners know me by now, like I'm super in my feminine energy. And basically, if I didn't have my VAs to support me and bring that masculine balance to the business, I'd be all over the place. Like I'd be leaving money on the table, left, right and centre, not achieving what was possible for me to achieve. And like I found out recently in human design that as a generator, this being very flowy in my feminine I need that masculine support to get the best out of me as a business owner. So I was like, oh, brilliant, tick. We've got there without even knowing that. So yeah, I'm really, really excited to have you to share your wisdom and just help people realize the benefits of having a team. Yeah, I'm so pleased that you've said that and that you've noticed the differences. Because if you think about where your business is now, how supported you feel, how much more fun it probably feels having that team there to help you out. But also imagine where you would be in your personal life if you didn't have that team supporting you. Mm. Like it would be such a different picture in terms of how you were managing to enjoy life outside of work. So even just a little bit of support can really help us. And it's such a strange notion that we feel that we have to be such soloists in this you know why do we have to go it alone we know that if we want to go somewhere quickly we go with other people we go with the team so yeah yeah yeah, absolutely like intellectually we know that but it's always down to programming that causes us to have the feelings that we have like no I'm not good enough to hire a team or not sure how to do this or, or all the things so it's great to have you on to kind of shift those beliefs and turn things around yeah, something you said about giving you your time back and my business would feel so different if I didn't have the support, 100%. And in terms of like energy, if you have stuff on your to-do list that doesn't light you up, this is creating so much resistance and like heavy energy that just doesn't need to be there. So when you have that support, like literally, I, I do this on autopilot now, it's just natural, but anything that needs doing, I ask myself, who's this a job for? 
Like, does this light me up? No. Okay. Who's this a job for? And then I find the right person to do it. But yeah, like you want to be only doing really, if you have the team members to support you, you only want to be doing the things that light you up because that's when your energy is going to be the most magnetic, the most potent, right? It's yeah, going to absolutely. drive you forward. Now, there's always going to be tasks that that fall to you that maybe are within your skill set that don't light you up, but they're part of the role, I guess. But it's working out how many and what are they. In fact, if anyone listening is in that point where they're thinking, okay, maybe I am being a bit of a soloist. Maybe it's time that I could think about giving out some of these tasks. Something that's really interesting to do is a bit of a time audit of your week. So track what you've been spending your time on. And next to each activity, did it give you energy or did it take energy from you? Because we want the majority, not all of our day, but the majority of our day to make us feel energized. You know, those days when you finish work and you think, God, that was so fun. I would have done that for free. Like I just felt in my zone. Everything was flowing. Clients were having a great time, you know. It just all felt on fire. And that's because you are working within your skill set or just on the edge of your skill set, the right amount of challenge, the right kind of people, the right tasks. And it just makes you feel energized. And there's no reason why we shouldn't feel like that a lot of the time in our business. Yeah, 100%. I love that so much. What would you recommend? Like, how do we do this audit? Have you, is there like a free tool that you could recommend? Well, I'd actually, I just go good old fashioned pen and paper. So, you know, get a piece of paper, write down 9, 9.30, 10, 10 10.30, whatever time you start work, whatever time you finish work, put the task that you were doing alongside, think, and then almost like a little gauge. It's a bit like when you're driving your car, you know, what were the revs? Was it high in giving me energy or was it flat? You know, where did I feel around this? And if it's flat, maybe having think, what was it? What were the skills that were needed for this? Who could do this that isn't me? Yeah. And does this job even need to be done sometimes? Sometimes yes. it's something that actually you could perhaps trash from your workload altogether or automate in some way. But it's finding ways to work smarter around our business. And this is the beauty of running your own business. You can design it to suit you. You know, each of us are different. You as a generator, me as a manifesting generator, I'm going to be different to another manifesting generator. Like we're all different. We have different skills. We have different levels of attention to detail, different energy levels. You know, why not design your business around what you do best and bring others in to do what they do best and really just lift the whole thing up? Yeah, so, so good. I love what you said about did this task even need to get done as well? Because our brain just likes to overcomplicate things just to sometimes like if there is a limiting belief at the bottom of it, like a fear of success or something, your brain is going to put all sorts of extra complications in the way. And one of the sneaky ways it does that is to just make a task way more complicated than it needs to be. So a, a, a really nice kind of way to come back at that is to just always ask yourself, how can we let this be easy? And yeah. Isn't it strange how we feel that we need to be busy all the time? Like always busy. So if we're always needing to be busy, there's always going to be a million tasks that we could say yes to or that we could do in our day. So we almost have to totally flip it, as you say. Like, does this task need to get done? Does this task need to be me? 
question it the other way. Don't say yes to everything and then be overwhelmed. Rather, kind of second guess, like, should I say yes to this? Should I say yes to this? Until we get to an even keel. But I think from a mindset point of view, you probably see this all the time, this feeling that we feel like we should be busy all the time. We feel guilty if we're not in that kind of work mode. I mean, I definitely felt it coming out of corporate. And I have a lot of corporate clients who now work for themselves and feel like they should be at their desk from, you know, eight till six, even if they're not being really productive. I mean, what if we set a different measure? What if we set instead, okay, a really successful day does not look like sitting at my desk from eight till six. A really successful day looks like spending X amount of time with clients, bringing in X amount in income, whatever it is. What if you could set something different and be like, oh, actually, I've only had to work till nine till one to get the same result. Yeah, exactly. It's so, so good. It's just all that unlearning that needs to be done from societal conditioning about work, work, work. Like we're not in the industrial age anymore, are we? We do not need to work our fingers to the bone absolutely not it it gets to be so much easier than that and having that mindset of reframing what does success mean for me how I get to feel how I want to feel in my business and getting support choosing to feel worthy of making next level moves for yourself before maybe you even feel ready like it might feel a little bit at the edge of your comfort zone to go and hire a team member but if you want to achieve division in your mind's eye like you're probably going to need to have support right Mm, yeah absolutely when you first brought on your team what were the thoughts that you had going through your head that were maybe stopping you from jumping right into it for me actually like my hand was I can't remember the saying but my hand was forced for not necessarily forced but here was the situation right I had toddler twins and they one and a half years old and I was very new in my business and I was kind of very keenly aware that my audience's most engaged time was half past five so whilst they were napping I would be writing my content for the day everything would be prepared and then I had this like feeling of being torn because at half past five I was like well I could quickly post this but then I was aware that posting and ghosting was no good like I didn't want this content that I knew was good to just bomb because I wasn't online like um, engaging and then I didn't want to post it at half nine or whatever once everything was done for the day and the kids were in bed and again get no engagement and I also didn't want to ignore my girls because they kind of needed me at one and a half years old. So I recognized very early on that actually I've got this content ready. And it was like, yeah, the situation was I had like three days in a row where I had this content ready to go out and it just wasn't getting posted. So I was like, right, I just need a VA to take this content, engage for me, post. And that takes that off my hands. And so yeah, that was very early on in my business and I've never looked back. I just felt so much like gratitude for that extra support that just was so needed at that time. Like it's hard trying to like build a business from scratch with toddler twins. Like, yeah, I desperately like I was very keenly aware I needed that support and just got it as soon as possible. And I think that feeling of I never look back, it was so good. Every client I've ever had that is hired and hired the right person. So it's, you know, they always kind of have within the people that I've been working with. I know sometimes people have bad experiences, but if you hire the right person, 
no one ever looks back. They're always like, why did I not do this sooner? This has literally changed my life and my business. And everything changes as a result of that. The energy levels, the client attraction, what you can deliver to the clients, the expertise that you have in your business. It only ever grows and increases. So it's around understanding, hiring before you're ready, understanding who the right person is going to be, And kind of seeing that bigger picture of, yes, it might feel hard work in this moment, or I'm going to have to learn how to hand over control of this, or how I'm going to trust someone with these clients that I've worked so hard to build up. But quickly, once you do, you realize, actually, this is brilliant. Like, why did I not do this earlier? Mm. I'd love to ask, actually, how do you navigate that? Let's say you've made the decision, right, I need to hire an OBM, let's say. How do you go about finding the right team member that's going to be a good fit for your business? Well, I would first start with, so OBM is is such a broad title, isn't it? There could be any multitude of skills in there. So really, you've got to look at yourself and what do you need someone to compliment you in? What are the things that you need someone to do alongside you that perhaps You know, so if, for example, you are brilliant at what you do, but you're not great at singing about it, you know, telling the world how good you are at it, then possibly you're going to need someone to help you more on the front end of the business in terms of drumming up marketing, like bringing in new leads, bringing in new clients, singing your praises. So then you need someone that understands your business, connects with your vision, and is really proactive in terms of kind of marketing, social media, that sort of thing. Or maybe you're brilliant at that side of the business, but actually when it comes to everything else, you're a big chaotic mess. So terrible in terms of invoicing on time, always feel a bit awkward about invoicing people, never get your accounts done properly, no idea what you're spending money on each month and where you could be saving terrible at setting up automations within the business. You know, you'll have an idea of where your skill set might be lacking. And it's looking for who do I need to compliment me? Not necessarily, these are the exact tasks that I need. We're thinking, who do I need as a person, as a personality, as values, that's going to compliment me in this business and help me with these things that I'm struggling with. And I would start to think along those lines first, because Most of the skills can be taught, but you need the right person for them. So if you're bringing in someone that's very client-facing and big picture and super bubbly, and you're asking them to do really structured, detail-orientated, repetitive tasks, it's not going to work. So then we're looking for someone, you know, that is really focused. It's also a great idea to start using like personality profiling for this because Either you need someone big picture, sales, big ideas, can project manage lots of things, or you maybe need someone really detail-orientated. And the two don't always go together. So Mm. it's thinking about who do I need to compliment me? Yeah. I feel pretty lucky in how I've got my team members. Like I didn't do any like personality, any of that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's just, I've landed on my feet. So that's amazing. I did have a question for you about the mindset like what are the mindset pieces that you deal with when you're coaching clients around hiring teams or managing their team I feel like I have an idea of what kind of things might come up but I'm so interested to find out okay so there is 
Right. There's so many different things. In terms of before people hire their team, it's often around a feeling of not feeling like they deserve to be supported. And I think this often comes from maybe feeling not that our business is a hobby, but just not feeling confident in our business, confident in seeing ourselves as a business leader, confident in seeing our worth, you know, what we're delivering to our clients, what we're delivering to our industry, how we're helping our peers. So I often think the first stage is actually getting really confident about what your business is all about and where you want it to go. Because if we're just thinking in the moment about treading water, you could almost keep going the way you are. It might not be enjoyable, but you possibly could. But if you start thinking bigger picture, actually, what is the impact that I want to make? Who do I want to be serving? How can I serve them more, even better, in a different way? What else could I bring to them that is really going to change the way that they interact with society or life or business or you know whatever it is that you're trying to do, bigger picture? So starting to think about that, then it becomes less about you deserving support, but more about the mission or the impact or the purpose of your business and how you're going to deliver that. And you're really the designer of how that's going to go forward. It's not you taking support. It's you gathering an amazing team to support your clients. So it's that kind of flip of how you look at things. And there's different ways that obviously you can build up that confidence and work through it, which I'm sure you could give us some great tips around. And then once we move into the management of a team, this is something I find so interesting. I think that often we're just expected to know how to manage people. And that is such a huge assumption to throw on people. The place I first really noticed was when I worked in recruitment. So if you were good at your job, you got promoted to a team leader and then you would manage a team of other recruiters. Now, the thing with recruitment is it's definitely not for everyone. You get people that are really good at it and people that need a lot of cajoling or hand-holding or micromanaging. Mm -hmm. So if you're really good at recruitment and you're great at making sales and you've got loads of clients, you're making good commission, and now suddenly you're having to spend your time micromanaging another person. So your sales have reduced and now you're micromanaging this other person and nobody's given you any training. The whole thing could fall apart, to be honest. So... Yeah, it's really stressful. It's frustrating, but it actually only takes a few little pointers and you can completely change the way you can manage a team. So I think that coming into recruiting and bringing a team on, don't be afraid to look for support. Don't be afraid to think, okay, I need to learn how to be a good leader, like how to be a good manager. Actually put some thought into how you want to come across to your team, like what you can give them, what you want to give them. And there are different levels to that, but working on communication is probably going to be the first step. Yeah, definitely. So, so interesting. And having a high level of emotional intelligence too, like how people feel matters. And so, yeah, how you feel influences how you act. And if you've got a team, like those feelings are really, really important. And yeah, good communication skills. One thing that I'd love to share is that how I work with my team like I mentioned earlier about how I'm so like in my feminine and following my intuition and I just knew that I needed the structures in place and literally like 
to be able to ping to my VA. Can you remind me this in such and such a date, please? Because like I have a scatterbrain and, and I don't make myself wrong for it. Like I've got the support. Everything is all good. But without them, like, you know, I know I'll be all over the place. And so there's that. But there's also me being totally okay with allowing my team to shine and actually wanting them to shine, wanting them to really take ownership of their role and basically tell me their ideas and tell me if they see things that I could be doing better or, you know, like really seeing us all as total equals and actually really feeling like we're in it together. There is no hierarchy whatsoever because this, in my mind, like it works so much better if I see them as equal team players who, you know, have their own strengths and their own strengths are very different to mine. And I just appreciate them so much. hundred percent. That's exactly how it's got to be. You can't stand there and tell them how to do their job because they've come in with the expertise. And just because you've been covering that area of the business while you got it set up, it wasn't always your area, you know? So say, for example, you're a marketing exec and you branch out to start up your own business in marketing. So marketing is your thing. That's the bit, that's your zone of genius. The administration side, you've taken on just because you're starting up the business, but it's it wasn't your thing before. You haven't spent years training in it. So when you bring someone in to do the admin that knows all the apps, all the tricks, the fastest way to do things, and you're still trying to get them to do it the way that you sort of taught yourself two years ago, it doesn't make any sense. Like if you were designing a house, say you were like, okay, I'm going to redo my kitchen. I'm going to bring in some kitchen fitters to do it. I've done the design. I know what I want, I want it to look like, but I'm also going to stand over their shoulder all day and tell them how I want them to attach the cabinets and the doors like they've never done it before because I maybe did a little botch job DIY a little while ago. Like you've got to trust that the person you're hiring knows what they're doing. Give them the outcome. They're like, I want all these kitchen cabinets on. I want them to open in this direction. I want them to be level height. I want these door handles. You've given them the outcome. Let them get on with the actual task and how they're going to get about doing it. Yeah, such a good analogy. (laughs) I love it so much. It's so true. Yeah. When you bring on your team, you've got to trust that they know what they're doing. So you're always giving them the outcome of what they want. So for example... With your VAs, it might be saying, okay, I'm a scatterbrain. So one of the key tasks or one of the key outcomes of your role is to keep me on track for the big ticket items. So that is making sure that I know when things are going into my calendar, that I'm preparing for stuff two days in advance because I might not have seen it or, you know, that I remember a client's birthday or whatever it is. So you're you're telling them like the big outcome for your role is to make me look like less of a scatterbrain. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And tell me what you need from me to be able to do that. Is it that you prefer that I voice note every time something comes through? Do you want me to just keep a list and I email that at the end of the day? Like what's the best way for you to be managed as a scatterbrain? Yeah. Love it. So good. (laughs) Georgia, have you got any like parting wisdom or anything left unsaid that you really feel that people need to hear? So I think we've touched a bit on hiring people to support you in your business in more of a back office capacity. 
But I would say if you really want to get to a point where you feel like you've got some freedom in your business, you also need to start looking at those client-facing roles as well. Because I don't know about you, you might still be at this stage when you go on holiday, it's almost like business has to stop for the two weeks that you're on holiday because you're not there to deliver. In the week before you go away, it is mad panic trying to like catch up with every client, make sure everybody's happy before you go away. You go away for two weeks, the pipeline sort of dries up. You've got loads to catch up when you get back on. Now, if this business is long-term and you want to serve more clients and in a better way, we've got to think about ways that are more sustainable of handling this. So it's not just about bringing in the support behind the scenes. It's also bringing in a team to support alongside you. So perhaps then while you're away, the client delivery looks slightly different, but it's still happening. Those clients are still supported. There's no catch up. There's no gap in service. It means that as you progress, so say you've got kids and they're on school holidays, it means that actually you could take a bigger chunk of time over the summer holidays, you know, because your clients would still be supported. So I think when we're thinking about team and support, don't think just behind the scenes. It's also like alongside you on the client facing side as well. Yeah, that's so good. Such a good point. And to have in mind as you like have that vision of your business and where you want it to go to see what's possible. And like, yeah, so you don't stop, hold yourself back from living your life the way you want to live it. You know, if you want to travel, you want to have longer holidays and not be, you know, juggling everything around to suit your business. Like, no, all the same questions. So when you're, you know, you could spend a week like, recording your week and thinking, okay, what was it about that client session that had to be me? And how could I then change that? You know, what are the bits that didn't have to be me in that support? Like, is there another way that we could deliver this that would make me not essential all the time for this client? Mm -hmm. You know, So starting to think, maybe you're not ready yet to scale that side, but you're already starting to think, what are the areas of the client support that actually maybe I could hand over to someone else? You know, maybe we could change it up break the mold, do things a little bit differently and actually serve them in a better way than we are currently. Yeah, I love that energy of what you said, serve them in a better way rather than assuming that it's going to deteriorate. Actually, there's like there's potential for it to be even better. You have that mindset. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a great example with a client who she used to be one-to-one with all her clients and uh, working on the legal side But actually, the bit that she's really good at is the initial consultation where she can solve their problems in really a creative way of attacking the kind of legal dilemma that they've got. But actually, it didn't need to be her that then followed through on all the follow-up conversations, all the little tiny bits of legal documentation that needed adapting and changing. Until that point, she felt she needed to deliver from stage one to the final, give it back to the client. We realized actually we could break this up and it doesn't have to be her for the whole thing at all. Now she's just doing the bit that really energizes her and she's got other people that are really into the detail and they love to get it all pulled together properly. You know, so we've just, she's rethought the whole process and it can be the same with almost anything that we do. There was a painter, a really famous painter back in, I can't remember it was, 19th, 18th century. And he was really well known for painting these 
elaborate portraits of like wealthy families and royal families. But the thing that he was really good at was painting their faces. And the rest was just their garments, their clothes, the houses in the background. So in the end, he brought in a team. So he would just paint the face and then he'd hand it over to the team and they would paint the dresses and the houses. And the so instead of doing like five paintings a year he was suddenly doing like 25 paintings a year so very entrepreneurial (laughs) way back when he was scaling his team so almost anything can be broken down but you just got to get a bit creative about it and think you know how could we do this better yeah so good oh this is so good Georgia where can people find you if they want to hear more from you So you can head to my website, which is georgiafitzgeraldcoaching.com to my podcast, Scaling Simplified. I have a masterclass, which I have built specifically for people that are feeling a bit overwhelmed in their business, know that they need some support, not sure if they're ready yet. This will outline for you what your next steps should be. So it's the Higher and Scale Masterclass. It will talk you through not just scaling your back office team or your admin support, but also if you're thinking about scaling your client delivery team, the steps that you want to take. So it's free and it will give you everything you need if you're thinking about hiring and scaling. Amazing. That sounds really, really good. Thank you. Yes, we will put all of the links to that in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your knowledge and wisdom, Georgia. It's been great. Thanks so much for having me. I've loved it. See you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Bigger Than You podcast. If you found it valuable, please forward it to others who you think might benefit from listening and be sure to subscribe to get the new episodes when they release. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a rating or a review as it really helps the show to grow. You can find me on LinkedIn, Jenna Holloway, or on TikTok and Instagram. And my handle is at I am Jenna Holloway. And you can find links to whatever we cover in the show notes. Thank you for listening and see you next time.